Wait, we should we come up with like a fun like intro thing? Yes, you should. Like uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um Okay. It's we'll a lot come back. Harder to that. Now that they can't see. Yeah, that's true. Um Okay. Hello listeners. We're gonna keep that maybe probably. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we'll work on a fun thing to say. If you have any feedback for us, let us know. Um but welcome to the newest episode of the Star City Culture Committee. Yes. Yay. Um, this is our first ever episode in person, which is so fun. Yes. We were doing them in z- over Zoom during the summer, uh, and that was pretty fun, but this is more fun. Uh, so I think we're going to keep doing it like this. Um, we've got some good news and some bad news. I already said the good news, I guess. So <laughs> yeah. And Dave is no longer with us. I mean, he's no longer <laughs> he's not with the he's culture section. Anymore. Dave is still alive, he's alive and well. He's don't worry. Not on the podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave moved on to our brand new um, COVID-related section mm-hmm. of the newsroom, and we're very happy for him. But we're very sad to see him go. Um, so you're just stuck with me and Jenna now. Um, my name is Mark Champion. I'm the senior culture editor here at the Daily Nebraskan. My and name is Jenna Thompson, and I'm the assistant culture editor at the DN. And that's us. But the more interesting person on this podcast today is Hakeem. He's the owner and founder of Our Society LLC and Corn Coast Cuts. And he's constantly juggling rapping, music production, fashion design, and cutting hair. And despite the pandemic, he's still been hard at work. He's performing live this weekend at uh, Virtual Lincoln Calling. We're all very excited for that. And his newest album, The Magnificent Obsession, just dropped on August 7th. So uh, to start off, we're going to dig into his track (coughs) Airplane Mode and uh, have him break down the lyrics one by one. Let's get into it. I ain't done this before. I always wanted to do that. Like, oh, I feel like people really don't. Ooh, that's tough. Yeah. Like all my songs, all my songs is like my baby. So it's like I got crazy lines, like, and stories behind each song. Oh, sick. Uh, I mean, obviously we gotta go right to the magnificent obsession. Oh yeah. Ooh, tough. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Airplane mode. Yeah. Sick. Let's run with it. Airplane sick. mode. All right. These are beats I'm melting into When it's time to vent, I put it all on instrumental Now I'm making waves, it all started with a ripple The flow is newborn like it's back up on the nipple I told you little niggas that the game is all mine No percentage for y'all Pause right there and go over a few lyrics Yeah <laughs> Alright, so uh, I'm going to just kind of repeat what I said. So these are beats I'm melting into. When it's time to vent, I put it all on instrumental. Now I'm making waves. It all started with a ripple. The flow is newborn like it's back up on the nipple. I told you little niggas that the game is all mine. No percentage for y'all. Um, So one of my favorite lines in this little uh, top little section, um, it's probably just how I started. Um, I feel like starting a rap is always like the first, like it's the hardest part as far as just just starting it you know if you're painting the canvas it's like 
where do I start? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, these are beats I'm melting into. When it's time to vent, I put it all on instrumental. So um, I just feel like um, this this beat in particular um, was produced by uh, my producer for like over shit, close to four or five years. Um, uh, he'll There's just certain beats that he'll make and it's just like, it's beyond just the instrumental of it. It's like, um, I think the producer and artist relationship is so crucial and what they make is what they feel and it's like they invite you into their world so when he played me that beat like i just melted into it i just it just spoke for itself and it's like when people always ask like you know how do you how do you know what you're gonna rap on the beat and it's just like it's really kind of a spiritual you know subconscious thing it's just like whatever i always say like whatever the beat tells me to write you know Mm. what i'm saying so These are beats I'm melting into. When it's time to vent, I put it all on instrumental. So I don't talk to, like, um, th- on the outro of my album, you'll understand that. And you heard a little bit on El Morado, my previous project. Um, just, I had a, just a fallen relationship um, that was kind of wearing thin with my parents. And it's really at just a non-communitive level now. Like, I don't even speak to them. And I'm like, oh, it's yeah. been over a year, like, and I don't see that getting any time, getting better any time. Yeah. I just don't see that that bridge uh, being built again. Mm-hmm. But um, so with that being said, like um, I'm just working all the time. Like my mind is always just work, work, work. So mm-hmm. you know, when it's time to vent, like I put it on the instrumental. Yeah. Like that's just that's just where I, you know, what I'm saying I don't, yeah. you know, aside from my girlfriend's, like you know, what I'm saying like also being a guy in society, you always you know, like oh, don't cry, you be tough, you yeah, know, and stuff like that. Not saying that's how I carry my emotions, but you know, just harboring all those emotions. Um, I don't realize how much I harbor them until it's mm-hmm. time to rap. Yeah, like, it just yeah. all comes pouring out. So it's yeah. just, it's just a, uh, it just that's flows cool. and it's cohesive. That's that's definitely something I've picked up it on yeah. in your music uh-huh. too. It's, and it's so emotional. I didn't even really know. I didn't really notice it. Notice that I do that until like I, I feel like just as a re- like the Magnificent Obsession was really like listening to myself. Like Magnificent Obsession was my first album that I actually was like proud of, like top to bottom. I'm so really? critical of my work. Really. So like this was, and not only that, the fact that I engineer all of my music, mm. so I mix and master it all. Damn. So it's like. I can really get tired. Like the process of making an album is just draining. Like I really wear myself thin because it's like from writing it and being very excited about it to engineering it and it's not coming out exactly how you want it. You hear, you know, because you, I'm self, I'm a self-taught engineer. I didn't go to school with full sale or anything like that. You know, (laughs) I just learned off of YouTube. So it's like when I want my vocals to sound a certain way and I can't quite accomplish it or accomplish it, it takes away from like the excitement of like actually putting out the album. Yeah, it's like, so yeah. hearing it over and over and it's like, by the time my album is out, it's like, you know, my camp, we celebrate it, but it's like, I'm so tired of it at yeah. that point. You know what I'm saying? I'm just yeah. happy to have it out at this point. But this was like my first album that I was just like proud of. Like really? I really, I ride around That's to tough. it, you know? So, um, <laughs> that was just, I don't know. It's just, I was just very. This album is just. I'm very proud of. It. I don't. Th- I, we we didn't miss like yeah. other albums. It's like man, we we really could have did this better. And, and I'm like I said, I'm overly critical. So I literally pick my album apart and be like, man, I got to come back harder with this. You know, do this yeah. a little different, tweak this as far as the engineering goes, and just. But now I can I can literally listen to this album and not like critique myself really? as I'm listening. It's like I don't nice. need to. Oh, I should have turned this up a couple decibels. I should have. Yeah. No, it's just <laughs> like I can just ride to this. So. What do you think it was that that changed on that album? Um, quarantine had a big, oh really, big big influence on the album. It was a very pivotal like time for the album. I think 
life um, made this album like beautiful. Like I really experienced 2019 was like the roughest chapter of my book this far. Yeah. Like I just really went through like life, like in the, in the year of 2019 from March to October, my life did a full 360, like from just from leaving my family barbershop in March Mm. and just living a completely like, you know, content life. Like, yeah, you know, I was, you know, doing music and everything. I always focus on growth and, you know, just growing the business, but just, you know, everything was pretty routine. Like, yeah. To, Leaving the 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 family business in March to doing house cuts in the summer with pretty much not having a job, um, going broke. Um, let me see, uh, you know, just two kids trying to support the family and just like it just you know I didn't you know I thought I thought my I, when I when I left my family business I was like man this music's got to click because yeah. I don't enjoy cutting hair I'm good at it and it's what fuels the dream. But I just, I'm tired of doing it. Like, I want this music to yeah. just, I want to live like an artist full time. Yeah, like, I want to be an artist full time and create. And when I left the, and I was going broke and, you know, I was like, man, this cream of crop at the time, my album that I was releasing then, I was like, man, this got to blow. Like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe this is how, this, everything's leading up to this album. Yeah. Maybe like this album's going to blow and like, nope, didn't happen. Yeah. And, you know, the album failed its expectations, I guess. Um, and still just going broke and then um that's how pretty much long story short that's how the facility came about the corn coast company facility so oh okay nice. that you know and then that that right there how that came about in what, what three four months like is that yeah months? literally that facility came Jeez. together and that was never in the plans like really it was i think we from the time we started construction till it opened was 62 days Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I didn't realize that. So, and like I said, I wasn't in the plans. It just didn't take for me to go broke and realize like something's got to click. The yeah, album didn't. Yeah. The album didn't click. So, I was like, man, we got to figure out a way to like generate this revenue again. And we, I mean, I always knew that cutting hair was like the always a consistent revenue. But again, I was just tired of doing it. And yeah. But you know, come to find out, I needed to merge all my businesses and put them all under one roof and yeah. then yeah so you want to run the listeners through corn coast cuts really quick you said what you want to run the listeners through uh like what corn coast cuts is oh the whole facility so corn coast company is the facility in whole um it houses our clothing shop our clothing clothing manufacturer shop our barber shop recording studio and that's it barbershop yeah and then barbershop of course yeah. so the barbershop aspect, Corn Coast Cuts, um, that's like, that's pretty much right now the bread and butter. Right. Um, uh, as far as like the financially, the revenue and all that, sure. um, just the foot traffic and all that, that's yeah. that's just the, that's like the staple as of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, um, what we've built for ourselves has just been such a blessing because literally all of our businesses that we were able to put in one household all complement each other like People yeah. come in for haircuts and those same people, you know, wear clothing. And Definitely. I literally found a way to like lock all of my fans and like supporters in a cycle of like a continuous cycle that like they can all support something within that like, you know, triangle Definitely. of clothing, either music or getting a haircut. Yeah. And that cycle is just a it's just such a solidified like um um just a um 
I can't find a word, but just a um, it's just it's just a very solidified business plan that we've mm-hmm. a business model um, that we just set in place. And it's you know, as long as we keep doing good business, it's something that just won't fail. Yeah, like, definitely. So, That's yeah. So Coin Coast Cuts. So Coin Coast Cuts. Um, aside from me, so there's there's five of us total on the line of barbers and braiders. Um, we got three barbers and then. Uh, four barbers one of the barbers a hybrid so he uh does braids dreads and cuts hair and then we have a female um naya she just does completely uh braids dreads and like you know wig installments and cool. you know shit like that but yeah it's came a long ways uh next year will be a month of uh first official business like no yeah we opened in october october 10th yeah. was our soft open and october 11th was our first official day of like cutting hair nice um, yeah so nice. yeah it's been a, it's been an amazing year um well cool you want to keep going yeah yeah, yeah let's keep going let's keep going y'all don't get not out of me that's zilch at zero i do this in my sleep in the booth i got a pillow and if i catch a nightmare it gets scary when i riddle i do this shit y'all dream of it's dead beats inside the studio like rappers that don't take care of their kids i took the bar that they set for me and made me a bridge they threw dirt on my name and i gave it a rinse and now i'm brand new ain't i i hear it all the time like it's a bad thing i guess they never heard of evolving went through the hoops like a spot and i let it pour like a faucet no i can't hear what you calling because i'm in airplane mode my link all right so a lot of good shit right there so um uh so piggybacking off the previous uh pause so i told you little niggas that this game is all mine no percentage for y'all y'all don't get not out of me that's zilch yeah zero i do this in my sleep in the booth i got a pillow and if i catch a nightmare it gets scary when i riddle I do this shit y'all dream of. It's dead beats inside the studio like rappers that don't take care of their kids. I took the bar that they set for me and made me a bridge. They threw dirt on my name and I gave it a rinse. Um, one of my favorite lines is that they threw dirt on my name and I gave it a rinse. Um, yeah. um, I, I I play with that um, that rhyme scheme, I guess, often as far as the... I guess a lot of rappers do as far as like the the... the the throw shade or throw dirt on my name i like mm-hmm. to like i like to recycle a lot of my lines and see how yeah. i can reinvent them nice um i uh reinvented that line i think previously but i said something along the lines of um i can't remember the song but um um uh like in the sense of like me being a seed you know when me being a seed and people throwing dirt on your name metaphorically you going through your trials and tribulations the dirt you know shit that's just kind of weighing you down and packing you in and then of course the rainy days on top of that you know what i'm saying if you make it through that seed is gonna grow and it's gonna break through the dirt you know what i'm saying so i like it in that sense i like recycling that line in that sense so you know through dirt and at this point you know through dirt on my name and i gave it a rinse um you know it's you just gotta brush that off yeah um i don't know maturing as the the man i am and artist i am it's just i don't know it's just like i'm in my own world like yeah. I've created my own reality, like mm-hmm. especially being a business owner and just like I literally was, you know, fortunate enough to like literally create my own reality. Like I wake up and live in a world that I envision. Like mm-hmm. I don't have a boss. I don't, yeah. you know, like yeah. I just go to work. I can create. I can change my schedule to however I want. Like um, that's just such a blessing. Like um, it took a lot of work. Like a lot of people don't make it through that 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 grunt work. You know, yeah. a lot of people don't make it through, but it's the payoff and the reward is just so worth it. Yeah. Um, 
Let's see, I got some other wittier lines. Um, so I do this in my sleep in the booth. I got a pillow. And if I catch a nightmare, it gets scary when I riddle. Um, I like that one. Just, um, just uh, you know, keep a keep a pillow in the booth. Like, I'm just, I'm always there. Like, I spend more time at the facility than I do at my house. Right. Like, yeah. And it's, and it's bad. I try to spend more family time, you know, with my family. Like, um, but my girlfriend, she understands. Like, she understands how important all of this is for me. And yeah. she knows, like, she knows where I'm trying to take it. And, like... You know, so she don't ever hinder or, you know, nag at me. Like, really? yeah, she don't, you know, she she understands. She understands the magnitude of all this, like, mm-hmm. the magnificent obsession. Like, yeah. it's literally, like, everything I'm obsessed about. Like, it's what keeps me going. Um, let's see. Um, that beats inside the studio. Like, rappers, they don't take care of their kid. I took the bar that they set for me and made me a bridge. Um, I like that. Um, so... They, uh, I took the bar that they set for me. So the bar, the expectations that they gave me, you know, I took that and I made a bridge out of that and crossed your expectations and took it to places that you didn't think I was even going to take it. So, um, yeah. yeah. So I'll play, play a little bit more. Go top totem pole, flowing, but I'm sober though. I'm in a coma, bro. Ink a line that gets you overdose. Don't care about so and so, cause they don't add up to the drifter. I'm different, snap a finger, universe is going missing. I got a dark mind, I'll have you twisted off a listen. I'm never hard to find, I'm with the shadows and we kick it. It's frigid, the thermostat broken, I can't fix it. Tears turn to ice cubes, and that's perfect when you save it. Yeah, so, uh, I just like a lot of wordplay. Um, aside from like putting emotion into my like music, um, I'm big on like lyricism and like wordplay and stuff. So like, that's why I'm so excited to do this because I yeah. feel like <laughs> if people would would listen to my raps as while they're reading them, mm-hmm. like is we're we're literally poets and like you know masters of like literature. Like yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so my lingo top totem pole. I'm floating, but I'm sober though. So you know, it's like. I'm on a high, but, you know, like, I'm sober, though. Like, yeah. um, I'm in a coma, bro. Ink a line that gets you overdosed. Don't care about so-and-so because they don't add up to the drifter. I'm different. Snap a finger. Universe is going missing. That's just, like, the wittier shit, you know. <laughs> just the just the word playing. Um, uh, so I got a dark mind. I'll have you twisted off a of listen. I'm never hard to find. I'm with the shadows and we kick it. It's frigid. The thermostat broken. I can't fix it. Tears turn to ice cubes, and that's perfect when you sipping. Um, so I have a, like, there's the young drifter and then there's Hakeem. So I have like two different like personalities. Um, and now that I tell you that, I'm sure you'll go back and listen and like, you'll see like the, the, the differences in like my persona on different projects or different songs. So like, I'll have times where it's like, oh, this is just pure Hakeem. Hakeem is like the rapper, like just the, you know, just the the boss up, you know, just the, and then the young drifter is more of the the darker, like saddish, sure. emotional type yeah, Hakeem, yeah. like the more of the purple, like where you see that color. And yeah. Um, so this song in general was a, a beautiful mix of Hakeem and the young drifter. Like you get the sadness, but you also get the Hakeem lyricism and just like, gotcha. yeah. Um, uh, so I got a dark mind. I have you twisted off a of listen. I'm never hard to find him with the shadows and we kick it. It's frigid. The thermostat broken. I can't fix it. Tears turn to ice cubes and that's perfect when you sipping. So I'm with the shadows and we kick it. Some young drifter shit. It's frigid. The thermostat broken. I can't fix it. So like, um, 
I guess I'll give you a little background of this track. So I actually wrote this track <laughs> while me and my girl were going through like a little argument. Oh, yeah. So usually I write almost all my tracks like in one sitting. But this track in particular, I probably wrote uh, on two separate occasions. Um, so when Bang, my producer, um, first produced this beat, um, I was leaving the studio and I was he was in you know his little corner. I was like, what you what you working on? And he, uh, he's like, you know, you know a little something. So he played me this beat. And it was one of those beats that stopped me in my track. I was getting ready to leave. I was get, I was heading out the door. And I was like, I heard it. And that's how I started. These are, be these are beats I'm melting into. So I heard that. I was like, I literally was like, I, I told my girl I was coming home. I ended up spending like another hour or two at the studio. Like, <laughs> I put my bags down. And I just yeah. sat on the, on, the, on the corner of the couch, like pacing, writing and like, and I rapped it to him. I was like, this is what I got. And he was like, damn, bro, like, this is going to be some legendary shit. <laughs> so uh, I wrote probably like the first verse there that night. And then the hook came about, the hook in the second verse came about when me and, the day me and my girl got into like some argument. Uh, the argument was not important, never is. Yeah. <laughs> it was just some, it was just some bullshit. Um, but um, so I was supposed to go to a dinner um, while we got in an argument. And me being like prideful, I be petty sometimes. So like, <laughs> Um, I was like, I was like, all right, I'm not coming to the dinner, which is selfish of me because it wasn't like a dinner for me. It was to, um, it was for like her, like brother and her mom was there and stuff. But again, I was just being prideful and petty yeah. and I was just, I'm not coming. And, uh, like I tried to go on like a strike and just like try to block her on everything. And then, and we like four or five years in with three kids, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like, I'm not going, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's just stupid. You know, like, why are we even arguing? And um so i just was just like i'm staying at the studio but she didn't know where i was at um or she knew where i was at but after a while once i blocked her from everything like all access like i was hoping because she usually chases me you know like mm -hmm. you coming home or like yeah. you know what i'm saying i didn't have my my car was getting fixed at this time so she was gonna be my ride home <laughs> so i tried to like just be this tough guy and be at the studio so i was like so i ended up writing Wow, we was on this. So I, we'll get into the hook next. So I wrote this hook and then the second verse. But I um, once I finished the song, I was kind of getting bored, and I still was just holding out, didn't want to go home. And uh, I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna just sleep at the studio. Like I'm <laughs> just sleep at the studio. So you know, I, I went to the, I went to our closet, got a little, little, uh, our curtain, got one of our curtains oh, as my blanket, <laughs> laid on the floor, right. Probably went to sleep for like an hour. It was like three o'clock in the morning. Woke up, yeah. my back was hurting. It was like cold. I was like, I was like, this ain't it. I was like, I gotta. I called an Uber, got home at like three thirty-four. Just like had to work the next day. So oh it's just God. like you know, I put myself in just a stupid like you know, just me being like, just me being me like. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how this track came about. The 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 backstory of this track. So I played a hook. So. This all on my shoulders. I hold this distance will pull us much closer. I try to fix it. Don't want it over. Please won't you listen? My heart get colder. Weight of the world is all on my shoulders. I hold this distance will pull us much closer. I try to fix it, don't want it over, please won't you listen, my heart get colder, colder. So yeah, um, 
So weight of the world is all on my shoulders. I hope this distance will pull us much closer. I try to fix it. Don't want it over. Please won't you listen. My heart get colder. So the weight of the, I mean, she knows how, how, how stressed I be, like how much stress I be under. And she, she's well aware of that. So the argument was just about like one of my fans, female fans, like she just, and she said something like, she liked my album, right? Or something. I was just like, oh, yeah. thank you. Have a nice day. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, how I interact with fans, like, she gets it, but, like, she gets it from, like, a mature standpoint, but and then, the, like, the jealousy side of, like, the girlfriend yeah. takes over her, and it's yeah. just like, don't be crazy, don't be crazy, and it's just like, <laughs> fuck it, I'm gonna be crazy. So it's like, I tell her, like, I gotta keep a, a like, very personal type approach with fans yeah, in a definitely. sense of, like, you know what I'm saying? Cause she, she, if it was for her, she'd be like, "Oh, you don't have to say anything back. You can just like acknowledge it or like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I hundred percent get it. Cause if the shoe was on the other foot, I probably would feel the same. Mm-hmm. But you know, I tell her it's like, I I keep it very personal with fans, not very personal, but just personal enough for it to like for them to, you know, sure. a lot of people already. It takes a lot for them to like. If you see one of your idols or something in public, it's like, you're going to have a split decision of like, damn, should I go and like ask him for a picture? So it's like, if you don't get a response from them, they, you know what I'm saying? If they tell you no or some shit, it's going to be like, you're going to feel dumb as hell. Like, so it's like, you know, I don't want my fans reaching out to me and it's just like, I just like, like their message or like, if they're complimenting my album or something, like I actually want to say something back. So that's that, that's, that was the, the, that was the stem of the argument. So Um, so I'd be like, you know, I, you know, the weight of the world is all on my shoulders. You know, I hope this distance will pull us much closer. So the distance of that night pretty much is what I put into that lyric. Um, so I tried to fix it. Don't want it over. Please won't you listen. My heart get colder. So the, the, I tried, I tried to fix it. Don't want it over. Um, that's like, that's me like generally trying, but it's like being under this much stress is like, you don't. I don't have like the energy for like arguments like that. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you know, if this is not going nowhere, it's just like, all right, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And again, it's like we four or five years in, it's like I'm not messing with no fan. I'm not losing everything that we have. Yeah. Like, what's the point? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's just no point. Like, think logically here. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, the last line of that was my heart get colder, and that's just like, it's like, after serious arguments and more serious arguments this is just like how i have like the relationships i have with people it's like after certain shit um and i can forgive i don't forget but like my heart gets colder after every you know after every you know little situation i like and this is how i am like i just my perception of you is just changes a little bit Mm -hmm. it could be a lot it could be a little bit but like you know i always say like those are just bricks to this wall that i'm building and it's like one day you're gonna give me that last break, and all of a sudden you're on this other side of this wall. That how did you? Why'd you cut me off? Like this wall was being built this whole time, yeah, and it's yeah. just like that's just how I am. Like <laughs> I just I'm not. I wouldn't for say I'm quick to cut off people, but it's like I always tally shit in my. You know I don't yeah. forget little shit. You know yeah, I ain't gonna sure. forget that. Like yeah. we gonna be cool again for sure, but. It's going to be one of these days and it's just like, I could just be having a bad day or just something, bro. And it's just, it's just going to be one of those last days. And I just like, you know what, bro, we're not even going to have yeah. this relationship. No, we, I'm going to just, you know, move a little different, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Okay. But um, I'll get right to the second verse. 
This room is getting colder by the second. If hell is hot, is it cold up in heaven? Maybe not, and maybe I'm just tripping. I like to talk about the things we never mentioned. I feel division between us. Scared to lose you, this the first time I seen love. This love is the shit that people dream of. If you the one, why you think I need another one? You been. So yeah, as you can see, the, the you can see between the first verse and the second verse of like the argument, the night of yeah. like this is this is the night of writing on the night of the argument. So the rumors getting colder by the second. So I wrote this in like pretty much the winter time, like, and it was just cold. Our back room to the facility was cold, like it's just cold. <laughs> um, so this room is getting colder by the second. If hell is hot, is it cold up in heaven? So it's like people always, you know, the perception of heaven and hell is like. Um, you know, it's like, you know, if hell is hot, is it really, you know, like, it's just one of those things, like, is it caught up in heaven? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Is it really all peaches and cream? Like, is it the perfect room temperature up in heaven? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so it's just like, that was just one of the wittier things. Um, So I said, maybe not, and maybe I'm just tripping. I like to talk about the things we never mentioned. So I feel division between us. Scared to lose you. This is the first time I've seen love. This love is the shit that people dream of. If you don't want, why you think I need another one? So it's just like it's kind of the reassurance. Reassurance. It's like if you don't want, why you think I need another one? Like I tell you that all the time. Like um, you know, scared to lose you. This is the first time I seen love. Again, three kids in. It's like all the things we've been we've been through. You know, in five years, it's like it's really dope when you found that person that you yeah. love. Like, and you know that like this is it. Like yeah. you know, like we. I I really want to grow old with her. Like there's nothing. Like it's. It's such a maturing as a man or just a person in general. And you start to like, you know, you're getting older and more aware of yourself and just your surroundings and just the people that you have around you. And it's like, like, it's dope to know that, like, I want you here forever and that the the feeling is mutual. And it's yeah. like having that bond like that, truly finding your soulmate. And it's like the comfortability that you have with that person. And it's just it's just it's just dope. Like, yeah. it's it's. Just having that person there that you can rely on, like, and never second guessing it, like, yeah, like we locked sure. in, like, it's forever. It's a yeah. forever thing at this point. Like, it's just dope. Like, yeah, that's so cool. It's an amazing thing, man. Once you find that person and the kids that you bring into the world, and you know, and I'm young, and you know, I often think about um, what my life would be like if I didn't have kids from like a business like standpoint, sure, like all yeah. the shit that I could have accomplished yeah. like if I didn't. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, on the flip side of that coin, it's like, would I have been just as focused on would I have found other vices to dabble in to occupy my, that free time to make up for the, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. would I have spiraled into, you know, being that rapper, you know, different girl every night. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. would that have, you know, would you, would I have been happy? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so it's like, you always think about like, oh, if you have, if, you know, the, the, the hype beast that buys shoes and all that, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, if I didn't have this shoe collection, I'd have $50,000 in my bank yeah. account. <laughs> Hypothetically, yes, but it's like, realistically, you probably would have found something else to spend your money yeah, on. Like, yeah. you know, so, um, let me see. Uh, okay. So I get this little singing bridge. So running through my mind all day we just gotta fix this issue i don't wanna have to miss you all this shit that we done been through yeah and we can't take this back i hope this train of thought will get us back on track i know they want to see us derail but we gonna prevail you don't need no further details that was one of my favorite rhyme schemes on the album um so um 
me see. So you've been running through my mind all day. Uh, we just got to fix these issues. I don't want to have to miss you. All that shit that we done been through. So, again, like, um, like you all I think about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's there's literally no one else. Like, I don't want to have to miss you. I don't want to have to be that person to miss, like, you know what I'm saying? You don't ever want to miss that person. You know, the good one got away type of thing. Like, yeah. I don't ever want to be on that side of, like, damn, like, <laughs> what did I, you know? Just, yeah. Um. All the shit that we done been through. So we can't take this back. Um, I hope this train of thought will get us back on track. So it's like, again, we five years in. We can't take this back. Like, mm-hmm. we already, we got to move forward. Um, so we can't take this back. I hope this train of thought will get us back on track. I know they want to see us derail, but we going to prevail. You don't need no further details. So I just like that, the 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 train rhyme scheme. Yeah. Like, I hope this train of thought will get us back on track, train tracks. Um, derail train like it's just it's like it's, you know what I'm saying there's so many like on the album that's like that there's yeah but it, I wish I could sit here and break and literally like dissect all of like <laughs> I have some crazier rhyme schemes than that like easily <laughs> like I just can't think of them on the top of my head like I have so much work yeah. like but so yeah then the hook again um, this song was just um the balance of Young Drifter and Hakeem on this album was just like it was perfect. Like, yeah, it was literally perfect. Um, from we kind of going into this album, we kind of um, about halfway through the album, we decided that we wanted to dissect this album into um, two different vibes. So the top half of the album was pretty much the Hakeem, more of the up tempo vibe, rapping, you know, Hakeem, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. transition into the bottom half was like the the Young Drifter, just the more of the mellow emotional mm-hmm. just more vibe more storytelling yeah. more of like more of the you know bringing them into my life in a yeah. sense um and the singing that i did on this album was um i think i really hit all my marks um as far as just staying in my lane and not overdoing the singing like overdoing it and trying mm-hmm. to like sing outside of my limits but oh, like sure. i i figured out what works best with me as far as melodies and like um i just really i really um ventured off into different melodies and just i i uh i wouldn't say mastered auto auto tune but i figured out how to um find a good spot for auto tune in my arsenal of yeah, being an artist definitely um it wasn't always there um but it it came about at the perfect time as yeah. everything does but yeah airplane mode nice um, well, yeah, it's obviously super clear that mm-hmm. you're both a reflective guy mm-hmm. and a wordsmith. Yeah, So definitely. how do you go about, like, um, taking those feelings, like, reflecting on them and mm-hmm. then translating them into the, those cool rhymes? Yeah. Um, I always say I'm good at, like, harvesting my emotions, like, and storing them for the time where it's ready to be used. Um, I'm just so good at that. I'm not the I'm not the type to, like... Some shit happened in my life, and I would literally go to the studio and write about it that night. Yeah, like, I just—it's just not realistic. It doesn't really work that way yeah. in my life, just because I'm just busy all the time and like I can't like dedicate time to like you. Just I have to really be in a mental like the right mental space to like finally like lock in and write like a song or like um, just music in general. Um, so when it's time, like I said, like the beat or the instrumentation of the beat is like my canvas or it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, it's my, 
it's 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 like my tour guide. So when I hear the beat and it's like it already like subconsciously speaks to me like, okay, today we're about to tap into the sad shit. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So it's like I know what motion emotion I'm trying to tap into. It's just a matter of what's the topic. Yeah. Definitely. That we that we're gonna talk about. So the def the beat definitely sets the pace of what the vibe is gonna be. Yeah. And then it's just a matter of what are you ready to give them, you know, as far as your story? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There's always certain parts. Um, and my bro, Bernard, he, um, he, 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 uh, it's cool having people around you that like see you grow musically and as a person. Cause yeah. they'll tell you about, you know, yourself that you don't necessarily mm-hmm. realize. And he was like, bro, I realize that like when you finally rap about something, you're over like something. So I was like, damn, that's true. Like, so like the the incidences with my parents and just the family relationships that just didn't work. Yeah. But like when I you know rap about something like I'm finally like kind of over it. Like you know what I'm saying like I'm not gonna rap about something I'm still very emotionally super attached to. I see. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, so pretty much once I rap about something or you or something, then like our our relationship is probably done at this really? point. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely over you. Or yeah. Just, <laughs> Not even in the sense of like a girl or something, but like, you know, what we had is not not there no more. So yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Mm. Definitely. Shana, do you have anything? Um. Yes. Does <laughs> this newest album have yeah. kind of like an overarching theme or? Um. What does overarching mean? Um. Just kind of like one theme that is kind of like in all of the songs. In a sense, yes. Um. Being the magnificent obsession, but it's a matter of what ma- it's it's what makes the magnificent obsession like the cover art and it's like my kids looking at me and this orb is the I guess the overarching um, thing the yeah the the thing that keeps me going right but it's what this the orb symbolizes the the ball of energy like what goes into being the magnificent obsession and that being my girlfriend the what are the things that keeps this energy going inside of you like what is these what what is your battery like made of like what is your hard drive made of like what do you do it for who do you do it for Mm -hmm. like that's a magnificent obsession so yes in a sense but it's really what makes that and that's you know the kids the just the passion and dream i have for music and the family and just you know my guys like you know trying to employ them one day and like literally have everything full circle and have the people around me like taken care of like yeah just you know, it's just like everything that just keeps me going on a day to day basis. How do, what kind of stuff? How does that come out in the album? Well, you have CEO Night Shift. Um, those two tracks really um, just on some like you know the boss talk like how all this is like pretty much telling them like you know how this is you know happening like like y'all should be concerned on what I'm doing on my night shift like mm. like. Y'all don't really know in the music video that was like dope. I let people into my life and see like kind of what a day to day like people don't realize I got to design my own clothes. Like people don't realize I'm my own engineer. Like people don't realize yeah. I'm a barber. I'm a family man. It's like, how do you like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do how do you have time for all this? Like, yeah. that's what people's like main thing is like, nah, that's that energy. Like, that's what keeps me going. Um, and then you got tracks like Obsessed, the intro. This shit magnificent. I'm obsessed with it. I'm gonna die for it. Like, I truly, like, you know, I mean that. And, like, 
I, you know, I'll do it all again. I'll do every step. If, you know, if my life got set back, whatever, whatever, rewind, like, we're going to do all this again. We're going to build the facility in 62 yeah. days, probably do it in half the time. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, I'm obsessed with this. Like, I'm, just, I love, like, it's not work to me. Like, I'm going back to the studio after this to do a couple more shirts and stuff. Like, I should go home, but it's, I just, I, I, I love the, I, I love the process. I love just because it's like when you got your eye on the prize and like you know that all this is not going in vain. Like, mm-hmm. and I work in a sense of like when things get hard and you in the fourth quarter and like you know when we was building the facility and stuff. It's like literally during times it's like bro, we it's like it's gonna be tough and it's like but I literally live for those moments. Like bro, we gonna look back on this shit and like <laughs> and that's true. Like we the building the facility and the spray paint cans that I used on the ceiling. And it's oh, just like yeah. bro, like we gonna look back on this and like and when we walk through the facility, you know, from here it's like damn, bro, like you was the first barber like on this whole platform. The rest of this shit was empty. Like you know what I'm saying? It's like the amount of things that we did in a year was just. You know, it's just, we, we've been working, like, everything's, like, we've been at it, like, yeah. we've been doing this for a little bit, you know what I'm saying, and yeah. it's, it's gonna pay off, you know, and I said that on my, uh, the outro of Magnificent, it's just, um, um, it's gonna happen, it's just a matter of when, like, mm-hmm. at this point, and that's, like, I have a lot of, like, um, that eases my mind, that was also, it's, it took a mature me to realize that, like, that, you know, everything is, like, yo, your your blueprint and your schematics and just everything is gonna happen for you how it was you know supposed to happen like nothing in life is good or bad like it's all a game of perception like Mm -hmm. everything happens exactly how it should happen and it's just for your story and your book like Mm. nothing is good or bad like we think bad was when we was finding our facility it took eight failed locations none of them worked out Mm. ones that i was crazy about we was we was getting, we, we knew, like, time was ticking. Like, we was like, we can't be finding no facility in the wintertime. Trying to open a barbershop mm-hmm. in the wintertime is like, yeah. so time was ticking. Every spot didn't work for various reasons. Like, and come to find out, all that shit didn't work. So we can have this one that we have now. Because mm-hmm. the, the, if we got any of those previous ones and for some way knew that this one that we have now was out there for us, yeah. we would have been like, damn, like, <laughs> damn, we got stuck with this one. So it's like, at the time, like, I was like, slightly going depressed. Like, every yeah. nothing was working. And I, again, I was going broke. This is the summer of 2019. Like, nothing was going, n- nothing was going how we planned. Like, just nothing. Like, even some of the spots we thought we finally had, and we would have to wait. Like, oh, uh, some zoning code issues. Like, okay, like. We'll get back to you guys two, three weeks. Hey, any news yet? Oh, nothing. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, and then, like, oh, sorry, guys. It's not going to work. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Like, we got to go back on the market, see what's out there. We drive around. Bro, be like, hey, bro, I seen you little spot on the 47s. You know, some yeah, shit like that. Yeah. You take a picture of that. Okay, I'm going to call him, see what's <laughs> up. Like, and so, yeah, it's like we could have looked at all that. Like, damn, everything's just bad happening to us. No, nah, yeah. nope. Out. It worked out because yeah. this was what you guys were supposed to have, yeah. not these other ones. Mm. This one, so, mm. and that's like, and that, that eases my mind. So now, you know, the mature me is like, when shit don't work out, it's just like, well, we don't know why it didn't work out, but yeah. it's supposed to be that way. Like, mm. yeah. you know. Mm. So yeah, I'm curious. You, you definitely seem like you're just all about the process. Yeah. Yeah. But you're also very like goal oriented. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So what does success look like to you? 
simple. Success looks like financial freedom. Um, again, all of my people that's with me being financially free and also working with and alongside me like oh, yeah. for the empire, for the for the greater dream like yeah. that we have. Um, and just, you know, taking care of my family, like and just living um living in my dream world, my my reality of um what I want to live in and just um creating freely, like that's it. Yeah. I don't that's it. making it a like the pinnacle of success is not the giant mansions and the cars and the jewelry and just you know would i be lying to say i didn't want some of that stuff for sure like yeah. you know it's all come that's all a part of the game like but just purely like the financial freedom is just like you know like the financial freedom and just living fr living freely in a sense of like literally like just that stress-free like you know what i'm saying you're not yeah. worried about your bills and just like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying like that's that's just what I want. I want all my people to live a life that like it's a stress free life. Like mm -hmm. coming and working for the for the dream and just yeah, you know everything. Knowing that all their work is not going to a corporation that don't even know who you are. Like, yeah, you know the, the the CEO of that corporation don't even know who you are. You just replaceable as the next man. Like mm -hmm. um, so, just working for something that actually matters. Like yeah. that you can physically see. Like bro can support me and like it's gonna pay off for him. Like you yeah. know what I'm saying and vice versa. Like because I wouldn't be a lot of these places without these guys. So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, and when we finally there and it's like, damn, like, it's just going to feel so much like sweeter. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like, and I know we're going to get there, bro. And it's oh, just yeah. like, it's just like, because one day we're going to be on the beach yeah. and <laughs> we're just going to think about just everything from the free shows, the, you know, the bullshit ass oh, shows yeah. we used to do for free and just, just everything. Like, it's just. I'm smiling now, like, from ear to ear, because I just know what that day looks like. Yeah. I know what it looks like, and I know when we get there, it's just like, I did it, like, you know? Yeah. It's just, <laughs> so that's always in the back of my mind. That's that's the part of the, you know, that's the part of the end game. Like, we're going to get there. It's, it's I, I just, I envision that all the time, and it yeah. just keeps me going, like. For sure. So everything that happens along the way is, like, it's whatever. Like, it's the bad things, you know, if, you know, if plans don't go, you know, work, like, that's always, the, the that, on the beach, sitting back, catching the tan, like yeah. <laughs> reminiscing about all the things that we've been through. Like, yeah, that right here, that visualization will never change. Mm -hmm. Everything when we started, that visualization on the beach, anything in between don't matter because, like, that is never that's the that's the that's the common denominator. It's just never gonna change. Mm -hmm. like, so, whatever happens between or on the way there and getting there, like, it's whatever that that's not in our hands. Like, yeah. I just know that we're going to get to that on the beach. So yeah. mm -hmm. whatever you throw at me, we're going to make it through because that's what we destined for. Yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah. that's just how I keep it going. Yeah. Um, how will you know when you've made it, I guess, as an artist? Uh, truthfully, my <laughs> perception of that changed as well. Um, and I didn't think about it in this way. So, again, naive me was... Making it as a rapper, you're going to have a song or album that's just going to blow up. Mm -hmm. The nation yeah. and the world knows about you. you surfacing. you got a whoop-de-whoop. But it's like, lo and behold, really, the thing that I don't like to do the most, cutting hair, is going to allow me to mm. be a rap. Like, mm -hmm. like yeah. So making it as a rapper is, to me, really just, in a sense, in a nutshell, waking up and going to the studio. But yeah. the creative freedom. 
as a rapper. Just so, you know what I'm saying? Now, you know, I started opening the shop. It was just me. Now, again, I have four other employees or barbers that, you know, yeah, yeah. work at the facility. And they, you know, as far as the booth rent goes, and it's like, I can live a life. I can live. I can live life as a rapper. I don't have to cut hair every day. Like, yeah. I don't have to, like, I can be a rapper every day. I can wake up and go to the studio all day and just be a rapper. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, yeah. Um, so, the one thing I don't like to do the most actually was one of the most, like, beneficial things to the dream. It was yeah. the, one of the biggest crutches, like, yeah, when yeah. shit hit the fan, <laughs> to be honest. Like, so, it's really funny. It's, it's funny how, like, life works out. Like, yeah. <laughs> The thing that I don't like to do the most is actually like the crutch of everything as of right now. Like, yeah. Financially, like that's still the 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 top financial income coming in is like cutting hair, like yeah. the, the the business of cutting hair, and it's again it's one thing I don't like to do the most. So for it to be the thing that's like, you know, not, yeah, and I and I might sound grateful sometimes of like how much I don't like cutting hair, but like I'm <laughs> grateful for everything that has brought like me like so. What do you like about it? <laughs> I just I didn't like it in the first place. Like I didn't. I went to school because I used to play basketball. Long story short, I, w I used to play basketball. I was playing out in North Carolina at a prep school. Fell out of love with basketball. I played basketball like my whole life. Like basketball was gonna mm -hmm. be like the yeah. it for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what my parents wanted me to be and shit. So went out there. Didn't like. Uh, fell out of love with it. Just the experience, being away from home. Blah blah blah. Came back home. I had a D1 offer, offering damn near full ride in a, in a school in South Carolina, but I was in North Carolina at the time. So the idea of being away from home a whole nother year, restarting mm -hmm. in South Carolina. Yeah. My grandparents live there, but I'm not going to be with them every day. So it's like I yeah. still have to restart a new life in a sense. None of it just sound appealing to me. Came back home, figured out I had to muster up enough courage to tell my parents I'm not going to school and I'm done playing basketball. That didn't blow over well. <laughs> uh, relationships was rocky as hell with my parents and my dad in particular. And I told him I wanted to be a rapper, as you can imagine, how that <laughs> fucking yeah. blew over. A, a top, on top of turning down a D1 offer and yeah. just going to school and stuff. And they're like, well, okay, if you're just going to sit around and be a rapper, then we're going to kick you out or you got to go to some type of schooling. Mm. My dad's been a barber my whole mm. life. I'm, I've always been artistic. So, and funny enough, when I was out in North Carolina, I was dibbling and dabbling and cutting my roommate's hair. And oh, I was cutting man. my own hair. So it was like, it's funny, like, if you look down at your life on the timeline, it's like, They'll give you, like, yeah. <laughs> life will give you hints of, like, shit that you're, yeah, a little foreshadowing yeah. of what you're going to do in the fucking future. I just never paid attention to it. Yeah. Same with the clothing and the rapping. Like, I've been rapping since the sixth grade, but, like, I, it was never, as bro, like, I was rapping literally since the sixth grade, and that was just that's something I always did. I rapped, like, we wrote, like, but it was fun. Like, it was just more of a, but again, it was always there. And yeah. in high school, um, I, and I used to, I used to, uh, I had some Reebok classes in middle school. I used to draw on and like, so I, I always design like clothes. Like in high school, I designed these little crew necks for our little crew at the time, like in high school. So it's like, oh, nice. it's just always been there. I just yeah. never paid attention because basketball was just always the thing that was just like, mm. is my parents, you know, were playing basketball. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah. just what things was. That's just is what it is. And then, um, so back to the story. They said it was gonna kick me out the house if I didn't go to some type of schooling. And ta-da, that's what. So I, I was like, damn. So you were taking school? Yeah, cause so they wanted me. So another thing I was gonna, they wanted me to. Aside from basketball, was the 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 uh, m like medical, like um, the med route, like just mm -hmm. being a nurse or some shit. Um, yeah. Which I was also studying to be in high school. I took uh, um, um, 
medical terminology and just mm-hmm. like Dang. so you know i was you know i was gonna do that you know yeah it was i was just you know in the in the cycle of going to school yeah you know how it is yeah like, go to sure. school be a doc you know <laughs> and so i was like but that didn't sound good either just the med school like i just i knew i wasn't gonna be a nurse like yeah, yeah the job security and just the pay yeah that's cool but am i gonna be happy no yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. so that's where barber school came about so so like, like even back then barber barbering was kind of the means to the ends for rapping yeah right yep yep so yeah there you go all yeah. the way through yeah yeah yep. <laughs> definitely definitely That's life cool. is interesting man. it is yeah. what it should be <laughs> what makes this album different from your previous ones um i think i'm just at a point in my life and just the maturity of me like mm-hmm. just i don't know i just the magnificent obsession was my 22nd project <laughs> that i've released since like 2000 oh wow 14 15 22 22 projects and are they all albums? What EPs? Yeah, those are all the albums. Really? Yeah. It's a combination of EPs and sure. Letters. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Facts, facts, facts. We talking EPs of like four or five, projects. but yeah, projects. Yeah. So 22 gotcha. projects. Five, six songs on each project. Yeah, the EPs are like four or five, like yeah. four to six, but 22, 22 projects and five, pretty much five years. Yeah. 22 projects in five years. <laughs> So it's like, that's wow. insane. Like, yeah. that's really insane. So it's, yeah. so a part of that, and that's why this album is like, I finally figured out, like, I finally think I'm, like, figuring it out. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm knowing, like, every, uh, I'm, I'm just overly critical of myself. So every project, mm-hmm. like, I figure out what I did wrong and what I want to do better at. And I did it in this, like, album. Yeah. I always said. So I think it really all started with Into Existence. Which was what, eight, 17, 18? Probably one of my like projects. I'm, we just like, we don't, I don't, it's probably, I won't say I hate it the most, but it's like just one of those projects was just, it was just very experimental. And that was the mm-hmm. first time I started messing around with Auto Tune. Um, and just, we just, you know, it was just such an experimental project that it was like, it was just bad. Like, really? Mm-hmm. It was good, but it was bad. Like, yeah. it was bad for me good you know a local rapper media you know uh just a mediocre standpoint like it's a good album like but as far as my catalog goes like um and we all knew that yeah we knew that after we was done with it but um uh the the comeback from that young drifter 2 was like them aside from the magnificent obsession i've been chasing young drifter 2 i've been trying to top that yeah Mm. and with this one I did. So like the progression is like amazing. Like after every project, the progression of Hakeem is just like, it's always, it's very prominent. You can hear with every project, like every, it's like, damn, like he's getting better. He's still getting yeah. better. Mm-hmm. Like he's getting better. He's figuring it out. Like he's really figuring it out. And I mean, the Magnificent Obsession is like, this is one of those albums if you hear and you stumble upon it on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, whatever, it's like, you're, you're going to be like, who is, it just sounds like, and even as me, it's like, yeah. I, I sound like somebody I would be like, who is it? Like, yeah. this guy's like, I sound like I'm Big it. Time. Like, he's, yeah. you know, he, 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 it sounds like I figured it out. Like, nothing about this album sounds, eh. Like, yeah. this one sounds like if you found it, you would be like, who's this? Like, yeah. this guy's good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, for sure. and the scary part is, is like, 
what if 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 I'm happy about this one, like what is the next project gonna sound like? How you know what I'm saying? Like I always seem to s- surprise myself. Like I don't I don't as of now I don't know how I'm gonna get better, but I know I am. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm wondering like what that Hakeem is gonna sound like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm excited That's for that. Cool. Like it's it, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to hear like what more life I'm gonna experience. Like yeah, cause I'm not putting out my next album until 2022. Oh really? Yeah. Why so? Well, I figured out like so wow. I've been That's just it, it's a very long time for me because yeah. <laughs> the amount of music that I put out. Um several different reasons. Like I want to just try a new approach of just creating, like, I want to go on more of a release singles and EPs only until then. So it's not like I'm oh, just going I on see. a hiatus and I just, see. like, not putting nothing out. So yeah. I want to, realistically, I want to put out, like, a visual and a track each month. Like, mm-hmm. or if I can put out two tracks a month and then a, a visual each month. Yeah. So just, like, you know, a visual each month, that's going to add up. It's like, sure. at the end of the year, you got 12 music videos. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like... Um, so I want to take that approach and then just for some reason, as far as like just the, 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 how I prophesize all this, like, and so my angel number is two, two, two. So like 2022 is like mm. right. And realistically in two years, like, I think, I think if not sooner, I think all it, like two years is, uh, uh, plenty enough time for all my, you know, seeds that I watered to like flourish like and bloom yeah. and blossom like we put all the groundwork and the staple is there the facility is there yeah everything is there the clothing line is like doing well and the barbershop is doing well and the music is going well in two years like again from march of 2019 to october of 2019 my life did a full 360 i opened the yeah. facility and housed like all of my businesses in one like what can i do in two years like yeah what's gonna like what is life gonna throw at me in two years like but I know in 2022, like, shit, if we even make it till then, <laughs> um, I think everything is, like, going to be, like, I think I'll be the, that making it that mm-hmm. I, that yes. every rapper, like, mm-hmm. you know, as far as, like, tours and yeah, th- having just a, a household name yeah. like, yeah, across cool. the world, like, I think in 2022, so, and that's, and dropping an album, what I'll experience and everything that I'll save up. Um, cause I'll still be working. What I'll do is I'm going to be writing diamonds. Like, so I'm gonna always write music, mm-hmm. but the ones I'm like just strongly loving, I'm going to just stash them and put them in a vault. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty much going to be creating a mock album up until then. Nice. So once I kind of figure out, once I have like 20 songs, so to say, yeah. those 20 songs won't make the album. But like, once I have 20 songs, hypothetically, and lock those 20 songs of just diamonds that I've made are just like, just timeless like pieces. Yeah. I'll try to write better versions of each one of those. And if I do, I'll replace that track with the same realm of the vibe that I created for it. So like make better versions of that until up until 2020. Yeah. So it's like, so whatever. So the previous diamond that I made a better diamond of, yeah. I'll release that as a single. So then it's like, they're still getting diamonds in a sense, but it's just like, mm-hmm. and then if one of those diamonds blow up, like, you know, some rappers do, like the baby, if if they have that yeah. one song, I'll be smart enough to have an album ready in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, that way I won't have to yeah. like, oh, no, damn, the song yeah. blow up. <laughs> Fuck, I got to make an album now. Yeah. No, I'll just have that. I'll have a nuke ready to That's go. So it's like, but aside from that, I don't even need to. 
they yeah. can go back and listen to yeah, that Magnificent Obsession yeah. and the other albums that I have. And a lot of rappers don't have a catalog as deep as mine. Yeah, like, for sure. You hear a lot of rappers that just come out and it's just like, you go back and fi- try to find some of their older music, you probably gonna find two or three, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Four or five, if that. Like, So, yeah, I'm gonna just take a different approach. Live life a little bit. Um, focus more on the clothing and just um, just other areas of business that we can Im- improve. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else? I think I have a, a good closer question. Mm. <laughs> um, Unless you can go. I was just going to ask how your kids feel about your music. Mm. Uh, they, it's funny because at first um, uh, they used to, my son, he was, uh, my son, so my firstborn child, He uh, at my shows and stuff, he would get up there and dance on stage and stuff. Like yeah. He would like grasp it. And um, now like, They'll watch my music videos on TV, like uh, the TV at home, and they'll just um they'll dance to it and like like get up, dada, like do it, perform it, like for us type thing. And yeah. I'll be out, you know, I'll and like my son, like he he like he gets it, like he's getting it down. Like I can see like when we was, I have this like post on my Instagram and uh, we was in the living room, but like he had good stage presence, like. <laughs> I rotate this way, he would already rotate the other way. And like he got that's kind of like a hard thing to grasp. Like, you know, because yeah. you if you don't have good stage presence, you can always bump the, the other artists yeah, on stage yeah, and stuff. Sure. But as I started moving this way, he would rotate me, keep eye contact, <laughs> and like we would do the rap back and forth thing. And it's like, will they be musicians? I don't know. I'm not gonna be that person to force them to like, yeah. but whatever, I'll nurture what I see them like taking to and catering to. Yeah. But I'm not gonna like and that's the beauty of life, like how my parents raised me and with basketball and stuff. Like, mm. if you know, if if I see my son likes basketball or likes music and stuff, I'm gonna nurture it, but I'm not gonna put all my eggs in one basket like mm. my parents did. Like they yeah. paid all that money for me to go to that prep school out in North Carolina, and uh, so they were heartbroken when shit ain't work out. And like, yeah, I'm a child. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, you know, mm. y'all try to figure life out for me, mm-hmm. but you know what I'm saying is, your child is always gonna reach a, you know, where they like, you know, want to do things for themselves. Yeah, and it's for like, sure. so. Mm. You know, again, I'm a nurture, whatever I see, but it's not gonna be like you're gonna be a basketball player. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's go. We're going to practice late at night, like all yeah. the shit that I did. But like, I'm still grateful for it because all that shit made me, like, it made yeah. me who I am. Um, yeah. You know. So. Yeah. How old are your kids? Uh, four, two, and zero. Oh really? Two Aww. months. Oh wow. Uh, so yeah, they're all two years apart. Nice. Yeah. Oh. So two, two, two. <laughs> So yeah, a lot of shit in my life be like accidentally like two 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 and shit really? like that. Yeah, it's actually because I'm not even spiritual and shit. So like that number is just like that number didn't come into my life until after I left my dad's shop. The summer of like oh 19, no way. Yeah. yeah, that's when that number came into like my life and like I'll see it everywhere. Hmm. I keep it to myself and I'm like damn why did I see this shit so much and then I told my girlfriend about it and when I told her about it every time she would be with me I would point it out to her how much mm. I seen it and yeah. then she looked it up and. I, I was probably just going, you know, whatever, whatever, like, but she looked it up and showed me, like, what it means by definition and stuff like that, and I was just like, wow, and it means, like, pretty much, like, you know, you pretty much, like, on the right path, like, this time and place, like, you know, have it's, have faith, like, shit's gonna work, like, yeah, so, regardless yeah. if I stop seeing a number, whatever, it's tatted on me now, but it's just one of those things, like, and that's how I live life now, like, nothing's good or bad, like, whatever happens is how it's supposed to happen, yeah, so. for sure, um, um, well, actually, I have two questions. All right. Um, what's the significance of the color purple in your work? Um, 
Let's see. That came about. Really, the the purple came about with El Morado. Really, it started with the the magenta like pink fusion like type color. Um, yeah, Young Drifter. Yeah. Well, no, Young Drifter. The first Young Drifter was actually the purple cover, but it wasn't really a staple as far yeah. as the colors go. Um, I didn't Young Drifter two. It really became more of like a theme. Okay. Um, with the Young Drifter, not the Hakeem identification, but. I got you. It started with the young the young drifter too. Um, as far as like actually wanting to make it something. And then um the line that made me realize um what it means to me. Cause before I just started liking the color a lot. Okay. And then I wanted to make it a part of like my brand, like, yeah. or, like who Hakeem Young Drifter is. Um on Young Drifter, the track nine, um uh, red and blue made the hue of color purple. And when I wrote that, I write a lot of shit subconsciously that I don't realize it has deeper meanings yeah. than what it actually does. So it's like, um, like the red and blue pill of like you take one of the pills and you wake up to a world of reality and like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or you take the other pill and you stay in this, you know, you know, dream world of like, yeah. you know, you don't really know the, the whole truth. And it's like, I like to live in the middle of like, you know what I'm saying? I, I live in the middle of like, I'm aware to the harsh reality of things, but I also live in this world of like the the, the ignorance is bliss type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like everything is, you know, it's just, I'm just the, the medium of the two, like just the, the, the cold and the hot. Like yeah. I have like the, the just the two personalities. Like, and I think eventually like, I think eventually airplane mode, like tracks like airplane mode. I think I'll f- eventually find the balance of like Mr. Purple, like yeah. <laughs> the 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 merging the two together, like and you'll have tracks like like airplane mode and magnificent into God of like the you'll have Hakeem, and you'll have Young Drifter, and then you'll have both of them, mm-hmm. and I think eventually that's what Hakeem as the artist will become. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. that's the that's cool. a purple. Yeah. That's a that's a good question. <laughs> good question. Um okay, do you have anything else? Um no. I don't Okay. We're that's rounding rounding an hour here. So cool. Um to wrap it up, uh I wanna hear about what significance Lincoln has to you. Because it seems like um like, you could go to L.A. or something and do what you're doing. Yeah. But you chose to stay here and also make that part of your brand with Corn yeah. Coast cuts, cuts and stuff. Yeah. Um, so the Corn Coast and Corn Coast Company and Corn Coast Cuts. Um, but mainly, Corn Coast Company is, like, the the business part. But Corn Coast in general was just, like, I'm such a person that um, I'm such a prove-you-wrong person. Yeah. And I guess I guess that's just, like, I think that's a product of how shit went south with my parents and stuff. Okay. Just the, the, you're not going to do it without me or us type of thing. And it's like, yeah, just that chip I'll forever have on my shoulder of just like, nah, like I, I got to prove like, and, but people always just, you know, bro, you like, you got to move to LA. Like, bro, you got to move to New York, like to make this rap shit happen. And I'm like, nah, bro. Like if you good at what you do and you are great and you a goat, like, People gonna find you like, yeah. The energy that you put out and just you know how the universe works. It's like everything will come back to you in full circle. So it's like, 
I used to always, to keep it short, I used to always um, be a little harsh on myself as far as like, you got the Jay-Z's that made it from Marcy Projects and, you know, had to sell crack and, you know, now it's a billionaire and like, I struggle with having like that backstory. Like, yo, you didn't make yeah. it out the hood, bro. You're from Lincoln, Nebraska. Like, <laughs> but in all reality, bro, like, it's very, it's, it's very, um, the parallel between the two is like, yeah, you know, the struggles of making it out the hood, I'm not saying the exact same, and I'm not saying one is greater than the other, but, you know, to make it out the hood is a great accomplishment, but to also make it out of Lincoln, Nebraska, where there's lack thereof or a non-existent culture of rap, yeah, the conservative state that music is here and just how people are here, being, you know, a red-dominant state and just... So to be a rapper to a state that people don't even listen to rap like that, mm-hmm. to persevere and make it out of Lincoln, Nebraska, like and from the middle of the map, like it's just that's just a great. It just hasn't been done. Like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There's rappers yeah. that done a few things out of Omaha or out of Lincoln, you know, whatever. But like, I'm trying to literally rip the roof off and like literally put my stamp on Nebraska, like yeah. the Corn Coast. Like a lot of people, a lot of people that did come out of Lincoln, Omaha, like they don't rap Nebraska. Like they, you know, they you see them, they look like LA cat or they look like a new, they yeah. look like they're from New York or something like that. But like being from Nebraska also has a huge um, vantage point. Like the market is so raw, especially being a rapper. Like I knew when I made the Corn Coast, like just the phrase and just like people love that. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's just like. I get first grabs at everything. Being the top mm. tier rapper here, like, if any at a news like station, like, oh, we want let's let's interview a rapper. Like, who's out there? Like, there's no question. Like, who's the the best doing it? Yeah, in in, in the most humbling way, um, and not only that, like, being literally in the middle of the map. Like, I got influence from every coast. Uh, they they say sure. one of the greatest advantages here is like being in a melting pot. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. and being. You know, maturing, I realized that's what I am, like, as a rapper, like, my sound. Mm-hmm. And the confidence that I gained after realizing, listening to Magnificent Obsession, I was like, damn. Aside from saying, like, when you hear this album, it's like, damn, this guy's it. Like, he sounds like, there's nobody else that sounds like me. Like, you'll have point, and I studied, and I'm also... M- I'm also like a melting pot of all the artists that I've like idolized and studied over the years, like the J. Cole, Mac. I say J. Cole, Mac Miller, Kendrick Lamar, and probably Jay-Z, and then Drake. Those are like my five rappers that I... And you can hear them all stand out here and there yeah, yeah. on certain tracks. But like, again, like when you hear Hakeem, like there's nobody else out there that sounds like me. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. There's just not. like, mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's, that's something like... It took... It didn't take till this album for me to like really like listen and riding around listen to my shit. It's like mm-hmm. I'm a one of one. Like you know what I'm saying. You could yeah. find you know no disrespect to like throwing names out there. So Young Thug top tier like at what he does, and then you got artists under him like Lil Key. You know, it's like you hear them and it's like okay for sure he definitely Young Thug's artist. Like you know he oh, sounds yeah. like that. Like or yeah. just even being where you're from, like Atlanta. Like, oh, where you from? Oh, for sure. He, he got an Atlanta sound. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. When you hear me, you ain't going to know where the hell I'm yeah. from. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I think that that is a great advantage. Like, or even yeah. East Coast. Like, oh, he's definitely East Coast rapper. Yeah, like, sure. West Coast. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. the YGs and the Tigers now. Like, you yeah. know, it's, it's mm-hmm. a Chris Brown. Like, it's a very... And Chris Brown from, what, Virginia? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just like... But he's a L.A. cat. Like, you mm-hmm. know, he sound, he, everything about him just embodies California and yeah, L.A. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm trying to do for Nebraska. Like, 
definitely it has some it has some ways to go like you know as far as the culture goes but yeah it's got to start with somebody and it yeah, got to start somewhere so mm-hmm. i'm gonna do it like yeah. and that's just that and when i do it it's just like yeah it's gonna you know what i'm saying like so people that made it out of you know all the roughest places now like yeah lincoln nebraska yeah nah like <laughs> so that's why i'm that's that's another big reason i want to do it from here like, oh so yeah that's 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 a that's another chip on my shoulder that i want to accomplish for that's sure. so cool Definitely, man. Definitely. Um, yeah, that's very cool. I'm glad I asked. Definitely, I'm glad um, you did too. Well, cool. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any other questions or anything. Yeah, neither do I. But thank sure. you. No, nah, thank yeah. you guys. I literally love. I love doing interviews. I don't do them often, and like, and when I do, they're not quite as in depth like like really? this one. I've yeah. done yeah. definitely in depth interviews. Um, but um, nah, I I really enjoy doing interviews. Yeah, like, yeah. I, this has been really um, fun. Yeah, I love doing interviews. Anything else you want to add? <laughs> no, I appreciate you guys for having me. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was definitely easily one of my favorite interviews I've podcast and interviews I've ever done. Um, so it's been a pleasure. Thank you guys for having me yeah, again. Thank you, so um, thank you for all the questions and just diving into my life and just dissecting who I am. Yeah. I really yeah. appreciate Thanks for that. being yeah. so open. With that. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely.